Blog Talk Radio. Souls on all levels and in all dimensions are on their own evolutionary journey. There is no end point, no specified timing, and no losers. Every soul goes through their own unique experiences, yet we all have much in common. The higher self's evolutionary perspective, then, builds bridges of understanding. Let's move the focus from division and conflict to acceptance and love of ourselves and others. Hey, guys. This is a quick hello from Janet, the higher self voice. I'm just saying a quick hello because I am replaying last week's show. The video came out great. The audio only taped the, the intro and the outro. So the person, Dana, that I did the healing for hasn't heard it yet. And so I'm redoing it on the show for her and for anybody else who'd be interested in listening to it. It was a, it was a great healing. In any case, now I'm going to start last week's show. Thanks so much, as always, for joining me. Well, good morning or good afternoon to any and all of you that could be listening or watching. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice, and today's an exciting day. If you remember last week, I said I was going to be doing random things, whatever came up, and I did have a plan um, to do something today that was very exciting for me, and then I got a request from a listener to do a healing. So despite my concerns about doing a healing with my eyes shut on the video, it doesn't matter on the radio, the podcast, it doesn't matter, but felt a little awkward, but the minute she asked for a request, I was like, who cares about that? So, in fact, I do healings all the time with my eyes open when I'm out walking. Clearly, I'm not walking with my eyes shut. But when I'm doing it for a client or for a group or here on the radio, I want to have total focus. I want to take out those visual distractions so that I don't you know, get distracted and have to keep refocusing myself. The focus of attention is absolutely essential, and I will absolutely explain that. For those of you who've heard many, many hundreds of healings I've done on radio shows before, you'll know about the focus of attention. But because I have a new set of listeners or viewers because of the video show, I am going to explain a few things that the people who listen to the radio solely the podcast would would know. Um, In any case, I am extending the show to about 45 minutes because of the fact that if I do the explaining about the healings up front, it would leave just a few minutes for the healing. And I, I, I want to, oops, I want to put some time into it. On my two-hour radio show, the healings often went for 40, 45 minutes. Not going to happen on the shorter set, so to speak. But in any case, it will, at least there will be um, more than just a few minutes. So I am extending the show. Okay, so who wrote in? It was um, someone named Dana. She has listened to my podcast radio shows. And she's also used me for a couple of a couple three private sessions a couple three years ago. I don't remember the timing. In any case, she wrote in with a request. And <clears throat> so let me tell you what she 
has wrote in about so that you all know and understand what kind of healing I'll be, what kind of situation I'll be working on it. Um, she said uh, that he, there, you know, this is a short recap of her situation with her husband. She's not still, she's not yet divorced, but her husband is no longer living in the house. Um, he's living with another woman. She's not upset about that, um, but he is still abusing drugs. Now, some of her main issues is her fear of breaking away from him and not being able to make it on her own. Now, that's a pretty common issue, guys. A lot of people have those worries. In any case, she said, I guess that's why she's still married. They also own a business together, and he's slowly destroying it because uh, she didn't go into any detail, but because of his drug addiction, I gather, He's not holding up his end of the line or something. But she said, I feel, me, and then I feel that I need to break away from the fear so I can work, move on with my life. Because at this point, I'm doing nothing at all. I guess getting him out of the house was a big step, but I need to cut all ties with him. So <clears throat> that's Dana's issue in, in a nutshell. Now, let me give you some, a little bit of discussion about the healings themselves. I've talked about and touched on these kind of, what I'm about to say a little bit in some of the past shows, but I've never, you've never seen me or do a healing, those of you who are listening to the video, of course, those who have listened to the older podcasts, of course, would know what I do and would understand this, but I want to explain a little bit. The... What I do is what I, what I call a soul scan, and I'm going to do it with my eyes closed. Um, basically, it's in two parts. First of all, I go through an amalgamation process. I did speak about this earlier on these video sh short, shorter shows. And the amalgamation process, just to remind you, is where we use the focus of attention to focus on the divine energy that we carry within, that every single soul carries within. The higher self calls it the pure soul essence, and so we use the focus of attention to, to focus on it, and by focusing on it, we activate it. And it is this divine light that actually does the work of the healing. It's not me. It's the divine light, but that's why we need to amalgamate. That's why we need to go through the process of using the conscious thought and focusing that conscious thought on that pure soul essence. Remember, the pure soul essence is divine energy. Divine energy cannot trespass. It has to be invited in. It has to be asked in so that it can do the work. We have to give it permission. So we use that focus of attention. Um, after the amalgamation, that's when the healing part starts. And the soul scan is such that I focus on, she's given me a very specific issue, um, details with the situation for her personally with her husband and that whole scenario that I just explained to you. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to work on not just that particular issue, but the whole soul scramble. 
We all carry these soul scrambles. They get built over eons and eons of time. And I've talked about those patterns that we've built in the prior shows. I hope you'll go back and listen because I can't re-explain it all now. But I'm focusing doing the soul scan on the journey that, in this case, specifically Dana, um, the journey she's been on and trying to find all the elements that are part of her just literally being stuck, standing still. And we've all been in that kind of place and it isn't comfortable. After a while, we kind of wonder what, what are we doing? What's going on? And so this is a, it may, everybody's details may be different, but we've all been in situations like that. Now with the soul scan, you get this expanded viewpoint. You see that it isn't so simple, that there are really deep reasons, because we've lived eons of time, deep reasons, many, many experiences, traumas, misunderstandings, all sorts of things that get that are part of the soul scramble that she's right in the center of and unable to move out of. So we want to get that that expanded viewpoint. That's what the soul scan does. And it gives us the elements or the, the parts of the scramble that, that can be healed. Okay. Now, when I go in and find those elements, what Dana, you're going to do and what I'm hoping everyone will actually do, and I'll explain that in a minute, is Dana is going to be releasing those elements that I find under there. What is going on? <clears throat> at not only the conscious level, but the bigger thing is the unconscious level. And even when I'll say some elements of it that are mostly held at the conscious level, they're most likely you're going to go, oh my gosh, yes, that is there. I know that's there. You'll relate to it in some way. Or Dana, you will relate to it. In any case, when I call out the various elements, and I always use the same example, let's say I call out shame. There's shame in there for whatever reason, um, you would let the shame go out, the energetics of shame, the emotional blueprint that involves shame, all of the shame-related thoughts, habits, and emotions, you'd move all those energetics out into the light that we've activated in the amalgamation, that pure soul essence light. Please understand that you're not going to know what all the parts are, and you don't have to know. Dana, you can let go of shame, all the elements, direct and indirect. Don't wait for me to specify each and every one. This is a short healing, not a long one, so I'm unable to get into the depth that I would get into in a private session. But whatever comes to your mind, whether I say it or not, I want you to let it go. Now, just understand that as much as we can pull out of this soul scramble for you to release, the soul doesn't usually let go of everything all at once. It would be so traumatic in a way because the soul has lived with this soul scramble and empowered it and made it more complex, more intertwined. You know, it's been there for so long that it's in a way, it's too scary for the soul to let all go. So what we would be doing is we're getting to certain layers, certain parts of the scramble uh, out. And once they get neutralized, they move into the light. The light neutralizes them and then absorbs that neutral energy. 
So that anything you release today, anything you let go, never can come back to haunt you. But what it does, in, a, in effect, is it takes the kind of the weight off the energetics. So once that off, these other energetics, these other parts, the deeper parts of the soul scramble come up. So there's more to be neutralized. There's more to let go of. And I don't want you or anyone to be discouraged if you feel or see or sense some of the pattern still there or coming back. It doesn't mean you've taken a step forward and two steps back. It simply means, hey, there's more to go. It, you know, we can use it as a motivator to continue with the work. And when you get this podcast, Dana, you can listen to it over and over again and work on the same soul scramble. And each time you do, you can pause it to say new things that come up to your mind or not. And, but you're still getting to lower more and more and more layers. You, um, this, this podcast is a tool that you or anyone can use because that's the other thing I really need to explain is that all the viewers, all the listeners can use the healing on Dana for a very powerful and effective healing on yourself. Well, how is that possible? I'm going to tell you exactly how it's possible. It is so possible and not only possible, it is incredibly effective. So if you all go through the amalgamation with myself and with Dana, and I am going to call in every listener and every viewer for sure, you can, whenever I say an element to Dana's pattern, let's say I say shame, you can let go of your own shame. Now, please understand that your pattern won't look exactly like hers, but everybody carries a little bit of everything in different degrees and the combinations and permutations create different situations and conditions in the outer reality. But shame is something we all carry, for example. There was a time where I had a friend who had such extreme shame issues that I kept thinking I didn't carry it. Lo and behold, I sure do, and have worked many times. It has come up for me as I got more adept at working on myself and finding those inner soul scrambles. I found the shame was part of many things. It just wasn't as, it didn't look the same as my friend. And that's the thing. So even if you can't relate to an element that's coming up for Dana, please, I encourage everyone to let it go anyway. Because if you don't carry it, no harm, no foul, right? Nothing happens. But most likely, because we have eons of lives we don't remember, it's lurking in there somewhere. I can just about guarantee it. Okay. So, all right. So you can all participate. You're all unlimited in the sense that just as Dana can say things and release things that I don't say, all of you can too. Maybe you have a different type of relationship pattern. You can use all the elements I bring in with Dana and then throw in your others. You can do whatever you want. Nobody is tied to what I do. I kind of give you with a jump start in a way to get you going so that you can continue to be your own directing identity, to steer your own ship, so to speak. And I've used all those analogies in the past on the show. So you, you'll, you'll know what I mean if you've heard the show. Anyway, so we're going to get started. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, 
because I'm extending the show, I didn't think I'd be done as fast as that. But I do explain other things during the amalgamation process. Please understand that I kind of teach as I go along with it. I kind of instruct. So the actual amalgamation never has to be that long. It can be just a few minutes, uh, two or three minutes, whereas I probably will go five or eight minutes as I'm explaining everything. I do want to say that I also use the higher self energy very much in my soul scan. They are, I've talked to you about the fifth dimensional nature that we carry, but even if Dana or anyone else didn't carry the fifth dimensional nature, it wouldn't matter because I'm tuning in to the energy stream of that fifth dimensional uh, realm. And that enables me to get this sort of expanded viewpoint on, on things. It gives me kind of a helicopter viewpoint or the mountaintop viewpoint or however you want to explain it or see it. Anyway, so I will be using the higher self. They are very much a part of the amalgamation process because they also, that energy field is part of divine will. Again, we have to invite them in. We have to give them permission to help us. And remember, they're us. So I'm using my fifth dimensional nature. It'll be amalgamated or one with Dana's and with everybody else's fifth dimensional energy stream. Okay, so there's always this connection through the pure soul essence to each and every other soul. We can call in whoever we want. It's always working in the highest ideal. Uh, okay, so let's get started. Um, this is the eye shut time. <laughs> All right, I just had to check the time. Okay, so I'm going to ask that each and every one of you quiet your mind. But I'm going to speak directly to Dana, but I'm really encouraging all the listeners and the viewers to please go along and experience the healing and to utilize it for yourself. Okay, so I'm going to speak directly to Dana, but I occasionally may bring all of you in, but I am really focusing on Dana. And Dana is here, so she's uh, ready and willing for the healing. In any case, right now, I first want us to, to <clears throat> she's not here in body, she's, she just came in at the soul level, excuse me. Okay, so now we want to quiet the mind, and we want to bring that focus of attention to the right here, the right now. The focus of, of attention, again, is very powerful. It's conscious focus of attention, and this is the turn-on switch that activates and invites in the divine energies. So I want each and every one of you to quiet the mind and focus that attention right on the pure soul essence. Now, if you lose your focus of attention, you're driving in the car or something, some noise happens and you find your focus has been taken away, a very easy technique to refocus is just to focus in on my voice. Not that it's any special voice, but it is simply a technique to allow you to refocus and uh, bring that mind's eye in, that consciousness, that conscious thought in. So we're focusing on the pure soul essence, and I want, Dana, you to symbolically move right into the center of that energy, as I will be doing. And, of course, I'm inviting each and every other person uh, to do it, known and unknown, from the past, present, and future 
shows, both video and just audio. Um, I'm asking that each and every listener and viewer take part. So we're going to walk right into the center of that pure soul essence. And I want you to see it, feel it, experience it, sense it, or imagine it expanding around you. This is your divine light. I do see it growing. It is moving in through and around the totality of the physical body, moving into every cell, every organ, every system, and continuing to move and expand past the physical body into the etheric realm, into the etheric bodies that we carry. But it doesn't stop there. It moves to encompass the totality of who you are at the soul level, the fourth dimensional soul level, because I do, Dana is fifth dimensional, so she carries the dual soul nature. But it doesn't matter if anyone doesn't know if they are or not. You want to expand that in through and around the totality of your soul, known and unknown, okay? So she's doing that, so am I, and the light is continuing to grow and for both of us. And the light is getting so big, it's like a beacon, a beacon of light, both of us. And it's bigger than the room, the building, the city, the town, even the state, these beacons of light, as we focus on this pure soul essence, they're getting larger and larger and larger. I'm going to ask that we, Dana and I, be joined in one accord. And in fact, I'm going to ask that we be joined in one accord with all the participants to increase the volume, so to speak, of light. And we are creating a giant array of light. And I see it actually moving part, you know, all around the planet Earth, okay, which is common. I see this uh, almost every time. And now I'm going to ask that we call in the amalgamation with our own higher selves and with the conglomerate higher selves. So that means we're amalgamating with our own higher selves, Dana and I, and we're also calling in, and all of us can call in, the higher selves from the totality of this group known and unknown, the past, present, and future viewers and listeners. And we're also calling in any other higher selves to move in and join us today from any realm or direction to join in the healing today. And we are carrying, as a result, a tremendous amount of light here. This is very powerful array of light. It's moved around the planet. And we are now going to move this array of light right into the symbolic center of the originating source. Keep in mind, the originating source is everything. It is all life. It is the totality of all expressions at no matter what level, and all life contains the pure soul essence, which, of course, is everything the originating source was, is, and is becoming. It is the purest and most perfect and most potent point of power that we carry. And we are all of us in this group, all of this lighted array is being moved right into the symbolic center of the originating source, symbolic, the symbolic womb, so to speak, W-O-M-B. This womb is, we're basically taking the pure celestence and we're plugging back into home. This womb is carrying the creative life force energy, 
very, very powerful, powerful energy. And it is the energy that all it does, it's a divine energy, all it does is create. And it is from this symbolic womb, so to speak, that we were all first created, expressed as minerals. And then we maintain connection with the originating source and with all souls throughout our journey. That pure soul essence remains with us. And will always remains with remain with us. So we're plugging back into that womb, that home that first created us. And this is a very powerful spot to do the healing today. First of all, by consciously plugging into the originating source, we it's our guarantee that all of the work that we do will be from the highest level. Please understand that any information, any energy that moves into the healing today, that helped with the healing today, that I'm able to, or anybody is able to pick up and understand and utilize, is always de-intensified. We cannot handle full-on originating source energy. It would literally kill us off. So what is always done is that we move into this conscious connection with this infinite resource of all knowledge and all energy, and it is provided to us as we need it at the very highest level that we can tolerate. It's not going to come in at any lower level. So number one, by consciously moving into that energy field, that is the guarantee. It also ties us into the divine oneness with all life in a conscious manner and the divine nowness of being, which is another element of the originating source energy. I'm not going to go into great detail about it because I do need to keep moving and move on about it. But there is much more information I could could be giving you, but I am choosing to, you know, picking and choosing. So right now we are all in this infinite resource of energy. The array of light has moved out, guys, and it puts out a kind of a call just by doing this amalgamation, joining with a higher self, moving into the originating source, we have created this huge array of divine light. Now, divine light carries anything and everything, and it puts out a symbolically a call, and it's basically saying to all souls, known and unknown, If there's any divine light you could use at this point in your evolutionary process, come partake of it. And so the higher self, they are bringing this light out in through and around not only this planet to all the souls on this planet, but they're also being brought to the souls around the human kingdom universe, both in body and out of body. And what I see always is virtually legions of souls. They come in, and it's usually, I've always seen it orderly, come in very orderly, they partake of the light, and then they move away. They take the element or the bit or the part of the light that they're ready to move toward, and then they move away, and more legions come in. And so during the, during the entire healing session, this is ongoing, the light is also brought into the astral planes, helping the fifth dimensional astral workers there to neutralize this astral field, which is all the thoughts of all humanities of all time, 
and it's reinforced by these thoughts moment to moment to moment by the billions around this planet. And of course, there's a conglomerate astral which connects the astral of all planets. And this, these planes, unfortunately, are they're very powerful and much of it is negative. So the astral workers always appreciate when we share the light to help them with their neutralizing of the astral, uh, mostly that negative astral. Okay, so now I want to, between Dana and I, uh, Dana, I want to activate the rainbow bridge. It's a, um, it's a divine energy, one of the, I don't know, millions of divine energies, probably one of the hundreds that I do use. And it's part of the totality of the divine light, but it's an element. And I want the focus of attention to go on to that divine uh, rainbow bridge energy. And I, the first thing that it does when we think about the rainbow bridge energy, again, it's the focus of attention, is it connects all of our chakras with the chakras of originating source, which simply means that it brings our chakras into the highest frequency level that we can handle the highest efficiency level, which is important to chakras, our energy exchange points. They allow us to let our energetics out into the light, and it also opens up and allows the divine light to move in through and around the totality of who we are. We are, um, so the first thing that we do is that it also, if you can symbolically think of color coming down from the originating source, it wouldn't look like our color, but it would be de-intensified down, and you know there's a color associated with each chakra, and when they all the colors come together at the heart center, it actually creates a rainbow bridge, a bridge of this beautiful, very, very perfectly balanced energy, and that is creating a bridge between Dana and I, and I see her. She's creating it. We can all create it. You can all take part in the rainbow bridge section uh, or part of this and what I see just because it helps me give me a focal point is that her rainbow bridge and mine meet at the center between us and create a rainbow bridge platform and she has jumped out symbolically remember I mentioned she was there she's she's gone through the amalgamation process and now I'm seeing her symbolically it's a symbol an image of her and it's the image of her that feels stuck the, the part of her at, that is really having an issue now, and that's why she reached out. So, Dana, I see of you coming out. Remember, everybody, I'm doing a healing. So I'm not about finding all the great and wonderful things that we all carry and that we all are, that we've all developed. I'm focusing in on the parts where we're having issues and difficulties. And so... I do, in extended healings, there are parts that come out that are very powerful. I don't know if that'll happen today with Dana, but I'm just explaining to you all that uh, please don't think that Dana is just a big fat mess and that's all she is because, in fact, we are not what we perceive uh, as our flaws. That's not who we are. Who we are is just we see ourselves that way from the fourth dimensional um, energetics that we carry that create the blinders, that create the tunnel vision. So right now, I saw you, a symbol of you, jumping onto the platform. You just ran up the rainbow bridge and jumped on the platform because you're so excited. So 
but I'm not, I'm not about healing your excitement. So I would like you to show me or the higher self to indicate where on this. Well, the first thing that comes up for me, which is logical in a way, but I just say what comes up first and that leads me into the deeper layers. I see this tremendous sense of powerlessness. There is just this sense that you don't have choice, that you just literally, there's nothing you can do. You're kind of, you feel like you're trapped, like you're between a rock and a hard place. There is a sense of hopelessness. And I want you just to begin to let go of this powerlessness. And it's just, it's, you're doing great. You're letting it come out. I see it a lot pouring out of the stomach area and also out of the heart. There is just this sense of powerlessness, and it's attached to all sorts of things. First of all, it's what's coming with it, which is what I love about this soul scan technology. It, I see what it's attached to, other elements of the soul scramble. And right now what I'm seeing is all this fault-finding and blaming of the self, that it's you are the first one to denigrate yourself, blame yourself. It's so much blame. You know, the, you're, you're actually, from what I know about you, Dana, you, there's a very big sense of awareness that you carry. So this is not all of you blaming yourself. This is the part of you that's in the midst of this completely stuck place. It's almost like you have balls and chains on your, on your ankles holding you to the non-action as you perceive it. And I want you to, to let go of the blame and all of the perceptions and misunderstandings and misinterpretations around the blame. Because honestly, it's so painful. There's so much pain attached here. I want you to just keep letting it go. Now, now let me just... Okay. There's a lot of despair. There's despair coming out, real despair, depression. Um, the, there's a lot of fear, the fear of failure, the fear of the unknown. And I think you even stated that in your little blurb that you sent me. There is this fear of, you know, how are you going to be, you know, on your own? What are you going to do? And I want you to let all that fear go. This is just tapping into a lot of parts of this soul scramble. And because of the time factor, I don't have time to get a lot of detail on it. But I do want you to understand that this sense of inaction, the sense of not doing anything. In fact, some of it is self, there's a safety factor for you. Now, what I mean by it is this, in many of your other lifetimes, not doing anything, not getting involved, not trying to be the solution or the fixer was in a way safer for you. Why? Because in the times in the past, in many lifetimes, which have been you know, dark ages, middle ages, really what we would consider evolutionarily wise, very low frequency types of lives, lives that you went into carrying the higher frequency in order to help, but you're born into a society with very little understanding conceptually. It's sort of, you know, how they didn't, in the middle ages, they didn't have the germ theory of disease. They didn't have a lot of understanding that 
or the, you know, psychological orientation. They didn't have a lot of the understanding we have now today. So you were in these societies and there were times where you did step forward that you absolutely said, I'm not going to be afraid. I'm going to do X, Y, or Z. And often this had to do with some sort of deeper destiny pattern, the the need to help others, because you carry that very, very deeply. And often when many fifth dimensional step forward, very often they were stepping forward in situations and conditions where they were so out of the box, they threatened authorities of all kinds and often were uh, incarcerated, imprisoned, exiled, even burned at the stake, that kind of thing. Very, very, very difficult, very, very um, painful situations. And so coming out of those scenarios, there was a part of you that came from there that said, okay, it's better not to step forward. It's better not to do anything. So there is this part of the soul scramble, which actually has become this reticence to step forward out of real fear from because of real experiences that you had. This wasn't made up. This is based on real trauma, real suffering that you had. But it's come mixed in. This fear of the destiny, so to speak, is mixed in with this simple situation with your marriage and your, okay, okay, thank you. The higher selves are explaining why. It's because you're kind of on the watershed in this awakening process that we're all in, and you are going to be moving and unfolding into the higher understanding, the higher awakening, the destiny pattern. This is going to be unfolded at the soul level. You know this. And so it's triggered, that knowing is triggered some of the old fears, the fear of what what can happen. But it's they're not rational and reasonable. We don't burn people at the stake, for example, if they say they're a psychic. Now, maybe some parts of the world don't accept it, but you are American. You are in this society. People may look at you funny or, you know, uh, like you're a weirdo, but they aren't going to imprison you and torture you. So the fact of the matter is it's become an element of safety here. So that is playing into not leaving your husband or not getting the divorce. Oh, my goodness. This is really interesting because... It feels like your feet are stuck because of other fears you have. But the biggest fear is, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen in the destiny? Now, it wouldn't be something you think of at the mind level. No way. But the soul has a firm grasp of it. It knows that it is on the watershed, that it's unfolding and awakening and moving into that destiny pattern is literally on the table. And so it's frozen. And so I want you to let go of all the misunderstandings and all those fears of the destiny pattern that were that are legitimately there but are no longer relevant. And I am seeing a lot of fear come out and all the misunderstandings. I'm seeing a lot of stuff coming out through the head area, top of the head, the face, the ears, the throat even, because constriction at the throat is very big part of this too the chest the heart and all the real legitimate suffering the trauma the drama the pain the loss tremendous amount of loss now also fear failure is here for sure because you felt 
in those lifetimes where you weren't, in your mind, successful at being the help that you had chosen. Instead, you felt like, boy, you were just, you know, um, you failed. You got jailed or you got killed or you got exiled. So how are you helping anyone? And the fact of the matter is I want you to let go of that viewpoint of failure because understand just by literally being in that life, each, for any of us, just by being in those lives, we carry that fifth dimensional energy. It's being given out 24-7, and it helps all the souls that come in contact with it that are ready to partake of it. And many, many, of course, thousands and hundreds of thousands of souls over the eons of lives would be partaking of that energy. And they use it in their own rate of speed they use, they take it into the soul bank. They use it at their own rate of speed. You have been an enormous help. It is not about failure. It is that is a perspective and a viewpoint that we carry at the fourth dimensional level. Many times, because we don't see the results of what we did do, we are fifth dimensional in nature and in the fifth dimensional energy um, in that dimension the instant you think something, it is created. So everything is instantaneous at that level. And we carry the unremembered remembrances, the, the knowledge at some very deep level that we can create instantly. So when there's change doesn't happen tomorrow or the next day or the next hour, we think we failed. And often it takes lifetimes. And we just aren't around to see the results of the work that we do. So this fear of failure is like, if I try again, it's just going to end the same way. And there's that sense of doom, almost running out of time, there's that sense of doom that is coming up for you that, you know, you're never, it's never going to change because it has been a long time, but we're in a place right now, the energies are so high, moving faster and faster with the evolutionary thrust, getting, bringing us to more and more. Uh, closer to the um, the letting go of the old realities, the old reality boxes that we held ourselves in, the old reality constructs, and it's helping us to open up into the greater possibilities and the greater, uh, you know, getting close to closer and closer to who we truly are. And so that's what's happening for you. Now, I do have to wind, wind the healing up. I could go easily another hour. There's so many more elements here, but maybe another week we can work on you again, kiddo. In any case, I want to call in divine love because divine love is very, very important. It's the highest, most powerful healing energy that we carry. It carries divine love of self and others, divine acceptance of self and others, divine forgiveness of self and others. It carries unity and harmony and peace uh, and, and with all acceptance of all. So it is a very powerful energy. So I'm calling that in. I want to call in divine unfoldment to enable you to move a little bit more easily. Divine release, divine freedom, uh, divine, um, divine vision and expanded perception to allow you to move into that higher understanding. Uh, you are still letting go of a lot of stuff. It's coming out virtually everywhere. The higher selves are indicating that even though I haven't had time to say everything, 
there is a tremendous amount of movement going on for you and with you, and you're giving that, that okay. Now, I want to just take a look at the image that I had of you. You are still on the platform. The symbolic balls and chains have fallen away, the ones around your ankle, because I actually saw symbolically that come into place. Um, I want to call in divine breath and divine discovery. Divine breath meaning literally to take the breath and feel the expansion of who you are and the divine discovery to help you discover all that you are. And of course, divine connection to yourself, your higher self, your fifth dimensional self, your true soul essence and the originating source. We want those divine connections to come in as powerfully as, as possible for you. And the higher self, you're indicating the, the healing is over. They are putting around you that cocoon of energy. The cocoon is your energy. It's encompassing the totality of who you are, including your higher self, knowing that the higher self aren't exterior beings of you. They are you at the higher frequency level. They, they are always there, but in the cocoon, they are indicating to me that they will be continuing to work with you as long as you're giving permission at the facade soul level. Remember, they can't operate without our permission either. They can't trespass. So as long as you're giving permission, that energy will be continuing to process both the release of the negative and the empowerment of the divine energies. This cocoon will also help you acclimate to the shift and the change of your energetic field because, honestly, that field has changed and shifted a tremendous amount. You can never get that stuff back that's being neutralized and absorbed by your light, but there's more. We have eons of lifetimes, guys, but that shift can sometimes throw us into a state of, you know, being exhausted or maybe hyper or maybe not feeling well, there's just tired, whatever it is. So that cocoon will help acclimate to the shifts that you've gone through in that energetic field. And I do see quite a number of cocoons going on around the, the many that we call in. I'm not being told if it's everyone, but the fact of the matter is I see a ton of them. So there's, if not everyone, many have been um, put in the cocoon, which is great. It also helps us adjust to the evolutionary frequency energies to help us adjust to the, re the new realities that come moment to moment to moment. Normally at the unconscious level, and we're conscious, we're, we're trying to run and catch up, but there are new realities that move in to our outer lives as well, and those can create need to adjust. <laughs> I have a cat and... She just jumped up behind me. She, um, she does enjoy these healing energies. Anyway, I'm going to open my eyes. The healing is over. And Dana, I just wish you the best. Please, if you can, anything that you've experienced, anything you feel, anything that you have questions on or comments about, please get in touch with me again by email. And if you don't mind, I will share it with the group. Um, and so that because you have questions, they have questions. There is no one right way to feel how the healing goes. Um, all right, your higher selves are, are giving me symbolically that thumbs up. Uh, it does feel really good to me. 
what you did. And I think it's really interesting to know that it's tied into the destiny path, that it's keeping you stuck in this. Oh, my gosh, I'm past the time already. I've got to wind it down. But anyway, we can talk about it next week, hopefully. Uh, if you don't feel anything or see anything, there's no problem. There's no foul. There's no pressure here to get back to me. Absolutely none. But if you do, please let me know and I'll share it with the group. But in any case, I'm going to say have a great week, everyone. And with that, I'm signing off. Jared is a catalytic artist, an award-winning author, a radio show host, and a healer. You can find her on her website, HigherSelfVoice.com, also on Amazon, Kindle, Facebook, YouTube, and on the podcast app on your smartphone. To reach her with questions or for a healing session, her email address is jvvmrichmond.com.